Today on How to Be Awesome at Everything, we talk about how to make the most of a day at Disneyland, strategies to avoid waiting in long lines, when to go, what to wear, and what you should plan out before you go. Disneyland can be amazing as a last minute spontaneous adventure too, and sometimes I totally do that. But today, we're talking about how to make your day at Disneyland the most fun for everyone and the most convenient and easy. And so you can really do everything you want to do in one day. If you're thinking about going to Disneyland soon or you have a trip planned, you will absolutely love this episode. I'm packing in all my favorite Disneyland hacks so that you and your kids, if you have them, have the best time. Today, we're talking all about Disneyland. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. I love taking my kids to Disneyland. We always say that Main Street is the most magical street in the world. It's just happy. It has an energy and a pulse and a happiness to it that's like unlike anywhere else. When we're at other amusement parks like Legoland or Universal Studios, it's cool, but it doesn't have that same magical feel to it. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but there's something just super special about Main Street and the walk down to the castle. There's just nothing like it. So today we're talking everything Disney. First, when to go. Now, of course, the summer months are going to be hot. Disneyland is in the middle of Anaheim and it gets very hot and it's also going to be the most crowded. We have passes right now with the kids, so we pretty much go all the time, but I really go either early in the day or late in the day because I've found that it's always the busiest in the middle of the day. So I like to go right when it opens before most people are there or I go a little bit later in the evening and I stay later than most people would stay with kids. So it can be a little bit uncomfortable because you're either getting up really early or you're keeping your kids up late past bedtime. But I'm telling you, it's so nice to be there when it's not jam-packed. And when I say go first thing in the morning, think like an hour earlier than you're actually thinking right now. So say the park opens at eight, you should be parking your car at 7.30 a.m. By the time you park and elevator down or walk out to the parking structure and then do the security check before you get on the tram and then tram over, it's a full 30 minutes usually until you're at the front entrance of the park. So this way you're in there early and you really get a full hour or two in the park before the place is crowded. And I have found that this really goes for any time of year. So rather than avoiding Disneyland altogether when you think it's gonna be crowded, if you really wanna go, go. Just go super early in the day or go late in the day. Think parades and then after parade rides and you can go anytime. I really think the time of day is almost more crucial or more important than the time of year and the day of the week and all that stuff. Obviously, it all comes into play, but go whenever you want. Just pick the right time of day, I think, is key. Oh, and back to passes. So first, let's all be honest about Disneyland passes. In my opinion, they are so expensive. 
It's brutal. So for me, I don't do it every year. I sort of weigh out the ages and stages. So the ages of my kids, who will want to go and how often, and I decide that way. Right now, my kids are two, seven, and just turned nine. So it was a good time for us. The baby isn't tall enough to go on a lot of rides. So that was really the only negative. But all my kids are still super into Disneyland. And when my oldest is more like 10, 11, 12, Maybe she'll still want to go with us. I'm not sure, but maybe she'll want to go more with friends or she'll probably only want to do the fast rides. Whereas right now she would prefer to do fast rides, but she's cool doing all the rides that don't have a height requirement too. So I kind of just felt like, okay, two, seven. I mean, when I did it, they were, you know, two... So yeah, two, seven, and eight. And so I feel like, okay, everyone still likes similar enough things for it to make sense. And we're gonna go often enough. In the past, I got my husband a pass two, which was a total miss because he'll go once a year, twice at the most. So that doesn't pan out. So I've learned, don't feel like you have to get it for everyone in the house. To me, if we're gonna go once a month, it's worth it. I don't overdo it. So it's still always really exciting for all of us when we go. We go at least once a month, but sometimes twice a month. And if you're going to do it, I think you have to go with the second pass from the top. So not the very tippy top one where it's like literally every single day of the year, but one down from that. Like I said, it's a fortune, but any pass lower than that, I feel like you're basically blocked out all summer and it's still not cheap. So yeah, I go from the second from the top if I'm going to do it. And it comes with parking too, which is a bonus. And it's one of those things. You just got to bite the bullet and either pay for it all at once or do it monthly. But if I'm going to do it, I'm going to really do it. And like I said, I get that second one from the top where you don't have to worry about a ton of blackout days and you can go almost any day of the year. Okay, so on the topic of parking, I like parking at the Mickey and Friends parking structure and taking the tram over. I used to park always at downtown Disney and walk like all the way through downtown Disney because there's stores and there's restaurants and things. But unless you buy something at downtown Disney and get it validated and have a meal there, it gets expensive. And the walk is a little bit long, which is sometimes not awesome on the way back to the car. So all things considered, I think Mickey and Friends parking, that lot is the way to go. And if you're taking the tram and you have a stroller, you'll have to fold the stroller down. So if you're going to bring a lot of loose items, make sure you don't just toss them in the bottom of the stroller. You actually have a bag to put them in. I bring a reusable Mickey bag that we bring every time for anything. So if we buy food or, you know, any little souvenirs or anything extra, I toss it in there because it is the worst folding your stroller down and clustering to try to like hold all 15 things while you're folding the stroller to try to get in the tram and back out of the tram. So make sure you bring a reusable bag if you have a stroller for all the like extra things and make sure you know how to fold your stroller easily because it's a pretty quick like hop in the tram and hop out of the tram. Also, keep your eyes up for at the front or the back of the trams. Some of them, not every single tram car, there's a bigger space. So it's like double the size which is like, you know, when you stand in the different lines to figure out which line you want to get in on the tram, there are some that are double the size, which is much, much easier if you have a stroller or like, heaven forbid, a double stroller or bigger. You might want to get in those lines because it's so much easier to get your stroller in and out of the tram. The tram. And yeah, so I love the Mickey and Friends because I feel like it's big and it's fairly efficient and it's reasonable. And if you have an annual pass, the parking's covered. 
So that's cool too. Oh, another huge tip. If you have an electric car, when you get to the booth where you pay, mention to them you'd like to park in the area where you can charge your car and you literally skip most of the line because they send you off into a special charging area. So total perk for anyone with an electric car. There are also regular parking spots so you can charge or not charge, but because you have an electric car, you can go in this special section. I swear this saves a good 15 minutes in the parking lot each time, which I love for some reason. Like, I don't know, it's like the worst thing ever to just be sitting in the parking structure waiting to park. So if you have an electric car, make sure you remember to do this. So on to what to wear. Like I said, Anaheim gets hot. So dressing in layers is always key. It can also start out really cold in the morning sometimes, but then can very easily reach 90 degrees in the afternoon. So bring layers for everyone. If you plan on doing a ton of the really wet rides, you might want to pack a couple small towels. I don't really think you need it, but you might. I bought those waterproof ponchos one time that make you look like a total ridiculous tourist, but I'll bring them along sometimes in case someone wants to throw them on or if we know we're going to do a lot of the log rides and those kind of water rides. I have a drawer in my garage with all the Disney things. So things like this are easy to grab on the way out the door when I know we're doing a Disney day. Next up, avoiding lines. One of my favorite things to talk about because I feel like this is like the best hack that I've figured out over all the years of doing Disneyland. I have a really great friend, Jessica, that I love. And she goes to Disneyland all the time with her two boys. And she taught me so much about avoiding lines at Disneyland. And I'm going to share all of that with you right now. One of those things is about Max Pass. So if you don't know, Max Pass is something that you pay for through the Disneyland app but you have to be in the park to do it. So once you get into the park and you log onto Disneyland app, you can buy it. It's like a fast pass, but you do it through the actual app on your phone. So you don't have to go to the fast pass stations like you used to have to do to sign up or get a sign up card or whatever it is. You just do it all on your phone. You link up your ticket for the day or your annual pass. And then from there, you click on each person's name and it shows you what ride you can sign up for, what the current wait time is, and what one hour window of time you can go. So if you wanna go on Soarin' Over California in California Adventure, it might say the wait right now is 60 minutes. And if you choose this for your max pass, you can come anytime between 1 and 2 p.m. So you arrive back between that time you scan the barcode from your phone for each person going in and you're done. The most I've ever waited while using MaxPass was probably five minutes or so. And you're kind of just walking through the line. It's awesome. When I went the last time about a month ago, it was $45 for me and the three kids to do MaxPass. So all things considered, I feel like it's really reasonable. The three of us, since Parker doesn't need a ticket yet, was only 45. I'm not sure if the pricing changes or if it stays the same, but it's always been around $45 for the three of us to do Max Pass for the entire day at both parks. And it's just so convenient. So in general, each person can only be signed up for one upcoming ride at a time. But if that ride is a couple hours out, it will tell you that you can sign up for your next ride, say at 4 p.m. before you actually use your current Max Pass. So I don't think there's an exact science to it, but in general, you can usually only sign up for one at a time, but sometimes it'll tell you you can sign up for two, which is cool because the day we went 
the day after Halloween, the Haunted Mansion line was, the wait time was so long. I'm sure it was because Halloween had just passed, but it was the longest wait time. So at noon, it had about a two hour line and it told me we could sign up through MaxPass between 6 and 7 p.m. So I'm sure it would let me sign up for a second ride right away or maybe make me wait an hour or two. But that way you don't just get one max pass in a day. You know what I mean? So if you can't go back till six or seven, it's not like you couldn't sign up for any other max pass throughout the day. Like you only get one ride out of your max pass. It would let you do another one because your ride is so far out. The app works really well. And another thing that's really cool is you can see all of the wait times like live, real time. So it's really convenient. You can see if it's worth using your max pass on a ride or if there's only a 10 or 15 minute wait, just go wait in that line and use your max pass on something else that has a longer wait. The other thing to consider about the max pass is there's just about 10 or so rides at each park that are on max pass. So that's the only thing, like rides like Dumbo or the small medium rides are not on max pass. It's all the big rides like Small World and Hyperspace Mountain and Guardians of the Galaxy. And even the one Roger Rabbit ride in Toontown is on there, but the majority of the smaller rides like teacups aren't which actually always has a short line, I think because it fits so many people. So it's not, that one's not a big deal, the teacups, but all the small and medium rides aren't on there. So if it's a busy day and you wanna pop around to a bunch of small rides, MaxPass is not gonna help with that, but it does really help make sure you get on your big favorite rides without having to spend a ton of time in lines. I feel like it's a relatively small investment and you can go on so many rides if you plan it out right. Another way to do it, if you want to really go VIP celebrity style, like literally this is what the Kardashians do, is get a dedicated host. The rates range from $425 to $650 per hour with a seven hour daily minimum and a maximum of 10 guests. All children of all ages are included in this 10, by the way. And the park admission is not included. You still have to get your tickets in addition to this. Every time I've ever inquired, it usually ends up around $600 per hour. So you're looking at $4,200 for the day. So like I said, that's not including your entry tickets. It's just for up to 10 people for seven hours, $4,200 for the day. So it's basically super expensive. But if the circumstances make sense for you, This is definitely the most epic way to do Disneyland. It's front of the line at every ride, front row at every show, and you walk into that show one minute before the show starts. You have a dedicated host that walks you through everything. You can set up special meet and greets with Disney characters, and you can work with their concierge team ahead of time to plan out your entire day's itinerary. And then the host just takes you around through everything exactly as you've planned it out. You get front row in a VIP section at the parades, free unlimited Disney photo downloads. It's completely the same tour that celebrities use and anyone can do it. It's just gonna cost you a fortune. We've done this a couple times and to be honest, it is so hard to do Disneyland the regular way after you've done it this way, but it's so pricey. I would only do it for something really special. Or if you have two or three friends or families that would want to do it with you and split the cost. But if you do splurge and go for it, you will not regret it. It is literally that good. I think that's it. 
all my favorite Disneyland hacks. I hope all this info helps you have the best time ever the next time you go to Disneyland. Share your favorite Disney tips by commenting on my post about this episode, please, on Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Oh, and tag me in your Disneyland photos. I love seeing them. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.